Welcome to Talking in Stations. This is Matterall. Uh, today we're going to talk to someone that's very interesting and someone I've wanted to talk to a long time. That is Antar Logan. And uh, he is off screen. We'll meet him in just a minute. Uh, right next to me here, though, is Rich Richards. Uh, Richmond, sorry. <laughs> How you doing, Rich? Good? Oh. Yeah. Um, we also have another friend who's tagging along, and that is... Uh, Rundle, this will be the first time you're on Talking in Stations. How's it going, Rundle? Doing great. Thank you very much. Yeah, first time. I uh, appreciate being here. Yeah. Uh, it's really good to have you here. I'm a fan of Rundle, so I asked him to come on and just kind of hang out with us. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, Antar Logan and uh, some of the stuff that you might have heard about him uh, with the Intel report that he would produce for people, including tests. Uh, I'm sorry, he's from Test, but one of his clients was Brave. So this thing came up about Brave having to pay for Intel or something. So we'll, for 12 billion or something like that. And we'll take a look at that and try to get to the bottom of it. There's also a couple other things that came out today that are very interesting as far as spies go. So today is Spy Day at Talking In Stations, where the unbelievable fact that the spy master for Guardians of the Galaxy, aka dead coalition was actually a test spy which is unbelievable but uh some of the evidence was put out today so we'll talk to antar about that as well and then in other spy news um wrecking crew leader rocket x put out a blast uh as they kicked out an init spy he uh gave a ping to his fellows uh it was really well written and um kind of flushed out a spy and, and said they will be given spies will give be given no quarter, which I thought was pretty a pretty good line. Okay, so that's news and we'll talk uh, about a few other things as well. Let's get started. And first we want to meet uh Antar. How are you doing, Antar? Hey, thanks for having me on. Okay, so I I know what you've done to a certain degree, but I'm not sure the audience does. So let's Talk a little bit about you first and your career in EVE Online, um, what you, where you started and, uh, and then what you did at uh, Legion of X-Death and then beyond. Sure. Um, like everyone else, I think, I started in high sec doing mining because that's where people start apparently. Um, <laughs> and uh, like a few months in, I got asked by one of the TNT people to uh, join them so i did and uh, i found out that you can build titans in nullsec and within like six months of playing i just wanted to do something interesting and i built uh, titan and k5f the home system uh, back then of tnt and um it was fun like the whole thing of mining making something etc and then i got sick of it and uh, wanted to do something else and uh, started slowly doing other things like small gangs and all that um, then I had um, a fallout with the leader, and um, he tried to blacklist me. And of TNT? I tried to, yeah, Wibla. Wibla. But I, I ran to Vuk, which, uh, who ran for S. Obviously, he was, before that, he ran Morsus Mihi, but uh, at the time, he was in Razor, and I, I ran uh, to just, Corp. That was yeah. uh, Vuklau? Yep, Vuklau, the one that got... Ah, uh, kicked uh, by DJ for seven years, and now he's back. Welcome back, Vuk. 
Yeah, he's that's a different here. story, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ran to his corp, uh, built it up. He at that time, like a little bit after I was there, he got into some trouble with uh, CCP, and uh, the corp didn't have a CEO. So, um, yeah, there was confusion there and stuff like that. And uh, one of the other directors took the CEO role. And um, we shortly, because of the people that were uh, changed hands and all of that, uh, we wound up in Goons. So I was at that whole point, I was basically the FC in Razor. And then when we switched over, I was FCing in Goons. About what year was that? 2013, 2014, 2012, something like that. Well, being in Razor in 2014, uh, that's when they were able to snatch BTAC-R. I know we're going back to BTAC-R all the time, but that I was... was... BTAC-R as a goon, so... You were? Yeah, I was in BTAC-R as a goon. I was helping call uh, V targets because people were... It was... Uh, wasn't that like perfect shooting and all of that on our side at the time uh, either it just was a little bit of mayhem also as you could imagine but um yeah here you are yeah. in 4s corp yep with uh, Vuklau and mirana is in that too right yeah mirana is the current ceo yes yeah and also, also the head diplo of goonswan yeah we like mirana she's awesome big fans uh, okay, so there you were, BTAC R and Goonside in uh, 4S, and uh, and then what happened? Then there was a fallout when we joined Goonswarm, as in our corp. I had a couple of assets in Venal. Venal is, as people know, it's NPC, so it's not really controlled by anyone. I was instructed to give up uh, Technadium Moon. At that time, Technadium mm. Moon was huge. It was like the thing to have. It was the bottleneck yep. for all the menu. So it was a big deal. Um, and I was ordered to give it up to FCON. And uh, since I was uh, NFC at the time, I did not really have respect for FCON. I thought they were crabs. And it was a very like uh, very snub order since it wasn't, it wasn't the actual, you know, the money and all of that. It was the fact that I have to give it over to crabs in an NPC station where goons don't even control the region, right? And um, I didn't want to do it. So they uh, ousted me, tried to kill my Titan on the way out, and DDoSed me for three months afterwards. Wow. You yeah. sure they DDoSed you, or was that a coincidence? Pre pretty sure they DDoSed me for three months. Couldn't do anything since I had a static. But um, yeah, then I joined uh, XAX, and um, I was seeing there. And I slowly kind of got a reputation for doing fun things, and a lot of people joined. And um, since I'm bilingual, I speak Russian and English fluently, I'd like to think. And um, it was it was fun. I did that for three, four years. And um, yeah, I was the cap FC for the biggest fights uh, with the, the, the Keepstar, Death, and MTO, or M what was that system? Let me look. That was a um, MTO two, right? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That was a great fight. That was one of the best fights of the year, actually. It was basically at that time. It was a uh, was an interesting to do to uh, to feed like 
200 300 dreads for a keep star which it i mean on paper it makes sense and it's also fun on both sides uh, those guys kill dreads we kill their keep star um so it was it was an interesting like it had to be fed at a proper rate and it was it wasn't just like i wasn't you know there was like four people pgl was there there was even the the bot guys were there helping in the ncc the the ceo of uh fusion fusion right he mm-hmm. also like contributed with like 200 trades. It was it was a team effort, but it was a big deal to kill that Keepstar at the time against a super capital armada. I would say it wasn't it wasn't a terrible amount that they had. Yeah, let me let me point that out real quick because I don't I think it's a very underrated fight. Uh, it was m- probably my other favorite fight next to UALX. Um, but this fight happened, I think, the year before, and you can see that uh, GOTG at the time um, came through way up here, invaded, and landed here. And that big jump uh, precludes them from using, or they can't use capitals from over there. So they have to jump through with their super capitals to raid uh, the drone lands. And what they did is they jumped in with a keep star because they were going to plant it here in M202. Make sure I got that right. That's a huge long jump, and they were trying to invade M202. They were going to put down a keep star and they had titans surrounding it so they meant business and uh i think it was manfred sidious and you and Pfeiffer and uh the russian players all came and just totally fought that back uh with yeah with dreads right was it mostly dreads um it was mostly the residents that lived close by and XAX. Uh, okay. PL actually showed up on the next timer on the side of Deadco. The biggest thing in that fight is that they were really, sort really didn't have respect for drones, and he called XAX a paper tiger as a whole, which was, uh, you know, Russians are, are proud people. So it was very uh, hurtful to hear that the fact that we're doing all this we're you know pretty active we have a good force and all of a sudden we're paper tigers we can't do anything right that was hurtful so uh it wasn't the the keep star it wasn't the invasion it was the fact that uh he called us a bad name from from my standpoint so is that what it was okay i, I, I guess yeah i don't know yeah and uh the keep star was destroyed i think we're talking about the same fight and then the keep star was destroyed and the Titans got away, though. The Titans were able to withdraw. We but, didn't. We didn't go for the supers. We were, everybody was really tired afterwards. So because it was a long fight, right? It was a grind. It was. Yeah, that's a great. That was a great fight. Uh, and and you guys won it. And um, I, I think Manfred was actually. I thought Manfred was working with you guys in Manfred Sirius. No, I don't think he was at that point. It was. PGL had the jackdaws, then we had two cab fleets, one by the residents, one by XIX, and we had a couple of uh, regular subcap fleets. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, you repelled that. Uh, so go on. I just wanted to point out that was a really good fight. Yeah. Um, then I was in XIX, and um, then actually, it's funny because this is sort of also related because um, Sword Dragon. The uh, leader of GOTG at the time, I'm pretty sure anyone that's listening would know. Uh, mm-hmm. He demanded one trillion isk, um, one trillion isk from XAX to leave us alone or something like that. And that was, uh, 
you know, and I, I think I went on a show, I think it was a meta show and I rarely go on the shows and I say, there's no way we're going to pay anything. Right. And, um, I found out that UAX Def at the time actually decided to pay him. So that was the reason. <laughs> that was the reason why I left XX. I didn't want to be, uh, you know, paying. It was it was beneath us as a group, I would say, to pay him anything. So didn't want to be part of that. Of course, everything's changed now. Just for the record, uh, UAX Def no longer really runs, or has. <laughs> Excuse me. Has nothing to do with XX. So the current, I I uh, encourage the current people to not have that against XX. They're actually uh, pretty solid right now, as in terms of, in terms of leadership. Okay. By the way, that has an interesting parallel because um, UX death basically uh, gives in to that. And that ticked you off, and you left. It was yeah, it was pretty secret. No one was supposed to know. But since even then, like I had my own channels and all that stuff, it was really. Um, did it ever get out in the public, or did you figure it out? Um, uh, I don't think it was made public. Well, now it's public. Um, it is I public. actually even know what he spent it on. It was really annoying to see him spent spent it on Black Legion at the time for, for other random things. So he he gets that trillion and he gives a little bit to his friends or whatever his other alliances. And a large chunk of it goes to Elo Knight. So that ticked me off even more, right? So, um, yeah, that whole thing just oof, wasn't good. Yeah. Why would he give it to Elo Knight and Origin and uh, Black Legion, basically? Origin's uh, it was for It was for a quick Merc job, but basically let's be BFFs kind of a, a like talk. You could ask them. They would know. I'm, I'm sure Elo yeah. wouldn't care to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, go on. It's funny because you end up in Origin uh, later. It looks like. Yeah, and I lose, I lose an Erebus in low second, and I leave. So it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, Just drop that it off was... on their kill board. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't like that. It was for real. Like I, I wouldn't. He's look. Elo's a good person. Like people could hate him, love him, etc. But he has a talent in this game, right? And people don't really. Yeah, I think it's it undeniable. They know. Yeah. Right. So. Um, I, li I like his structure. I like the way his, he craves to play the game. And just him as like a person, he's he knows how to attract. He wants like a bunch of people to follow him and do things that are interesting, right? So he's one of those people where you should try, you know, you should just go and see how he flies and just have fun with him well, at least once in your EVE career. I would say there's a little plug, even though um, he's, I think... I don't know if he's on Goons anymore, but he's definitely not with Test. I believe he's still in Goons. He's still Goons. He was helping Rizara before in Fraternity. I don't know if that's secret either. I don't. No, that wasn't secret. I don't think that was secret. Okay. He's in he's in Goons for this war. Uh, but I don't. I've heard, but it was from the Pappy side that he hasn't been showing up for more than a, a fleet or two per week or something. So I think he's there, but they're kind of. Uh, he's not going full blast, basically. He can, that, yeah. yeah, he can go every day, like all day long. He's incredible. But it's not yep. good for him to do that. Yeah. Well, he gets really into it, like a lot of us do. Uh, get really into the game. and You know, you have to find a passion to uh, to do it. Like, you have to hate the goons to, to keep going after the goons every day. For, you know, stuff like that. So he has that, um, you know, when, when the 
it needs to be done, he, he comes through, I guess. Right. Okay. So you end up, uh, so you're in XIX and then you end up, uh, what happens after, after XIX, you move over to test at some point to dread it. Yeah. Star Frontiers was a corp and had a bunch of friends from Star Frontiers used to have an alliance in boss in, uh, in drones, which was called boss. Boss, yeah. Don't they, they have were, that alliance again now? Yep, they're back in boss, but at the time they were in test. So they were back and forth from test into their own thing. They're currently in venal, doing venal things as their own alliance. So, but uh, at that time they were in test. I came, I uh, had fun with them, I liked it, and uh, you know, stayed in test. All right, cool. So, okay, so we'll move to modern times here. And the reason I wanted you to go through all that, by the way, is because you have a very distinguished like history in EVE Online uh, as a commander and stuff. And you're, you know, you're humble and stuff, so you, you don't take more credit than is deserved, but people should know that you do a lot uh, and have done a lot. So let's move up to modern times. There was something that came up recently, and your name popped up again, which was interesting, and that was that you... Find, found a way to sell Intel to groups. Can you explain what that is? It's it's a relay system. Um, basically, everybody has them, the three big coalitions. Uh, so Goons have it. Panfam has the PL1, I guess. Well, I guess let's not go there. But um, <laughs> and, and, and Test has one as well. Uh, so Test has a bunch of alliances. They, it's, it's a, it costs a lot to run those kinds of services. It's not just a relay. There's spies. There's all this stuff. There's all the intel involved with the relays that uh, is essential to, especially to wars. Let's start with the basics. What's, what's a relay? What's in this relay? It's basically channels, pings, uh, stuff that is important for people that make decisions on the other end to see the enemy say or do. So let's say the enemy is forming a fleet. If you don't have a relay, you're looking at the local. You're looking at the local, and the only time where you can actually see what's happening is when they're undocking from the staging system. So you see, let's say, 100 mutants undock, and that's when you know something's happening, and that's when you respond by pinging your own group if you don't have a relay. If you have a relay, you see the enemy pings as they come through. So you know that they're forming earlier. You know what they're in. You know what they're coming for because of the form up, because of the ships they're using, and you're more prepared to counter or react appropriately and save yourself maybe 10, 15 minutes on a reaction from your end. So they're quite important. Everybody uses them now. Before it was a big deal. Now it's it's not. So instead of so, waiting, waiting for... Oh, Rundle, you were going to say something? Go yeah, ahead. no, I was, I was just going to say, like, if you're just a, a standard pilot, how this comes across to you is your FC all of a sudden comes and says, uh, you know, goons or test or whoever, they've pinged 10 times for this fight. They're, they're rage pinging for, you know, 47 times in the last hour. Uh, you know, your natural thought is, oh, it's a spy or something. No, it's this, it's these back channels. This is the information that's linking it all together so that people know, ah, we will or won't get a fight. That's in essence how it comes to you as a regular player. Got it. And, and this is a relay because you don't want to have like, like most people would put a spy uh, in Karma Fleet or a spy in Horde, but you want to make sure that the person's 
uh, not asleep at the time that the fleet is going out. So that's why you automate this so you don't have to depend on people? Right. It has to be um, one of those things where at 3 a.m. you're not going to have or whatever time, you know, you, you might have a reaction that's slow or somebody's asleep at the wheel. Any kind of automation that you can make obviously is a better um, better tool for the FCs to use. And that's what it really essentially is. It's just another tool for the decision makers that control the military aspect of an alliance. Um, that's that's what you would do. And this isn't just the F1 pushers view, right? Like you have spies in different groups. Uh, we're talking like capitals, maybe even super capital spies. So this is why it takes a long time to really infiltrate a group at that level. Yeah, you would. I mean, I'm not saying what we have, we don't have, but um, yeah. a friend we're talking of mine just, all, all theoretical. <laughs> yeah, this told me to be like, yeah, we have everything, and that's it, and just be kind of <laughs> let it stay there. But yeah, uh, it's it's also on a different level. Let's say if we had a chat of their finance team, right, where their money going, where where it's going, what they're using it for. Stuff like that. So let's say if I saw that chat, the twelve billion would look really stupid compared to what they're spending it on. Their twenty-one trillion and their deficits and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, it it goes a long way. It's it's not just for FCs. It's for I mean everything is in a chat right somewhere. So you could take that chat and you can uh, put it put that chat wherever you want for other people to see. So yeah, it's very uh, I see. So it's an information line basically on your opponent. Correct, yeah. And How it's, meta, it's you... metagame information, right? That's the other key thing, too, is it's not just in-game information. I can, uh, you know, if anyone remain, remembers Eve Skunk, I got some stories there, which are probably a historical relevance. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that, actually, in a second. Uh, this I'll... sounds kind of like the meta version of what all this was, you know, eight, nine years ago. Sure. Talk... Except yeah. Skunk was API polls, right? So it's a Right, back, exactly, exactly. How did you get into this kind of thing? Uh, when did you begin, I guess, are you a spy master? Do you yourself manage spies and uh, have spies or spy yourself? Oof, the million dollar question, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm a TA director, as in the highest guy in our uh, alliance to to do that stuff. So yes, I'm a spy master. I run spies. I have my own spies and all that stuff. Um, so. For people that don't oh, well, know, how did you hold, hold on a second? For people that don't know what a spy master is in Eve Online, right? What what's a spy master do? So spy master is the the top of the food chain, I would say, in, in the spy world. As in, he knows every spy. He knows where they are. He knows what they do. He's the one that controls them uh, more or less, or asks them to be in a certain situation, be in a get this, get that. Um, they, they don't even know each other, right? That's the that's the whole thing about it. Um, actually, in one corp, I had the whole corp was test spies, and no one knew that was during the FRT war. No <laughs> one knew that they were a spy for test. The whole corp, literally. <laughs> They're all so stuff like that. Yeah, it was stuff like that happens all the time. You just you kind of have to kind of like. Uh, really bite your lip to make sure no one. I think another big distinction is spy masters tend not to have handlers. The handlers work for the spy masters handling spies as the intermediaries. Correct. So they're, they're at the very top, right? Correct. The handlers are the ones, well, let's say, uh, 
not that I know anything about the black hand, but uh, it's a uh, it's a good example. They have quite a few handlers, only one spy master, right? They have like 15 handlers, and um, that's that's what it is. The spy master is the one that knows the identities. Handlers just uh, get the information from the spies. They might not even know the spy's identity, just getting the intel. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's basically a very compartmentalized uh, way to to do things, but it works because you really want to preserve and keep as much um, intel and information that's vital to actually keeping that intel and not losing it, as in the people that give it to you. Um, that has to be a priority when you do this. So the main thing you can do is get, like, as in burn spies or loose spies and stuff like that. So as long as you, you're smart enough not to do that, you're a good spy master, basically. Uh, would you say you're better at the, I guess, offensive spying, uh, more infiltration, or are you better at uh, defensive spying, counterintelligence? Another good question. Like somebody knows about something, huh? Yeah, um, that's why he's here. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, there's CI, there's IA, right? So internal affairs, counterintelligence. And then there's actual spying where you actually do insertions and stuff like that. So there's um, three TIA directors. Uh, one of them, we, we make them public. It's not like it's one of those. Huge! Oh my God! You're da, da, da. it's not a big deal. Um, and I'm the I'm mostly external, even though there's a lot of stuff that comes with um, internal and external, where you actually find the spies inside by going outside, right? So uh, more external, as in controlling uh, the flow of information that's coming to us, than finding the the spies that are inside, right? Because that would be another job for. Uh, yeah. TIA to actually find the bad guys. And when did you begin this uh, career? Did you begin in XIX or did you start doing it before? So, so a lot of alliances kind of don't really put a lot of effort into, as in, you have to have a large budget, you have to have knowledgeable people, you have to have the tools and information needed to not get, but imagine. Training a spy for six months, then um, then inserting him, then you know using all these skill injectors and all the stuff, spending twenty, thirty billion, and then within two days you're kicked from Goonswarm, right? That can happen because if you don't know stuff about it, um, you're you're just gonna lose a lot of time and effort, and that would just basically be like a mental knock in the face where you would just be like, okay, fuck this, right? So sorry if I don't know if this. Is... Yeah, that's cool. That's alright. Okay. Yeah, so you really have to kind of know your shit. And um, basically, to answer your question, for when I had to FC, I had to know information. So when, let's say, the 2013 Confederate of Pizza, if you know them, you know that they're small but fucking awesome. So they went into NPC Gemini and started fucking with XX, right? Um, so I had to counter that right to counter that you have to know what's going on in their heads how they're playing what they're doing when they're forming so i had to put in my own spies because xx um didn't have uh per se uh, enough people or influence or etc to actually do that themselves so in xx for me to be good i had to do it myself and uh so i had a bunch of spies then to to make myself effective yeah. Uh, so for those uh, 20... 
hold on a second. For more information on uh, some of this meta gaming that happens, I did a speech at eVegas in 2015. I just put it into chat there. It's called In Search of Eve's Illuminati. And uh, I won't spoil it for you because I eventually worked down to tell you who the Illuminati are inside of Eve Online. But it's related to this kind of thing. There are people that know the secrets behind the scenes and who are they and how come nobody knows who they are so check out that video later on isn't the top tier of the goons called illuminati well their their channel is called illuminati but that's not who i was talking about i was talking about the the real illuminati the ones that actually control eve online because it's not really the fcs it's not really the ceos there is a layer of people that are so powerful in this game that uh, they really hold all the cards and there are a small number of them. So I called them the Illuminati and then okay. I talk about them. So like NullSec power, power people, right? Is what that basically is? or It's, it's actually, uh, I'll just spoil it for you guys since uh, I need to say this. It's actually, Sorry. no, it's okay. I was talking to the audience there because chat was like starting to guess. The Illuminati and EVE Online are actually the IT guys because oh, okay. they're, they're the ones that set up the defensive and the offensive operations in relationship to what Antar is saying here, uh, which is, you know, the, the guys that have to like put in the tracers to kind of blow people's covers to, you know, all the, all the counterintelligence and intelligence work that's done is done through IT, right? The DDoS attack that you suffered is basically a hacker IT guy. Right. I mean, goons have it separately as a GIA versus Black Hand, but basically work together all the time. So sometimes you can't even tell the difference who works for what. Um, they just right. kind of help each other out. Yeah. So you began your spy mastery in around, as you said, 2013 with the X of the pizza attack. And then it, uh, I presume it escalated from here where you started doing more and more. Sorry, no, I never said I was a spy master in 2013. Oh, you, you did uh, spying in 2013. When did you uh, start doing some major spying and, well, spy mastery? So I, I began in XIX to, to spy. Uh, my first spy was an XX spy, actually, and then I turned that into a main, and I have seed with that, and uh, I used uh, my evil powers to do good for XIX, let's just say it. Um, so yeah, in in goons, I was I wasn't a spy uh, when I was there. I see. So once you did XIX ever find out that uh, you were originally there as a spy? Uh, yeah, they knew, even though they never confronted me about it. The one of their guys, that's a friend, uh, reported me as a spy, but they didn't care. They were, I don't know. They were okay with it or something. Hey, are, you two, are you two still friends today? I I I actually had dinner with UX Def and like some PL people and like I I know the key players in in that alliance. So he he lived like five minutes away from me, um, in my previous place. So um, you both you speak know, Russian, well and English, right? So and English, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, see. so it was. So, did you eventually become XIX's uh, spy master? No, no. No? Oh. But you no. did gain some experience during your time there. I had my own spies. Um, there was a spy network. When I was leaving, there was a spy network. Um, Carr more or less ran it. So he's not playing anymore, so I can say that. 
so he had a bunch of people like uh that was helping him but i never got into it i was an fc you can't really do both i was uh, you know i would form up like a thousand people just all of the drones and be like okay snuff you know fight me that kind of stuff so you can't really it's very hard to do both I, i did it when i needed to so when i came to test i saw that they were missing this vital part of well not missing they they had stuff but it wasn't enough right and um I figured, you know, they have plenty of FCs. They kind of are missing this vital, important role. And I started helping them until they decided it was okay for me to be a director. I see. And this relay, I presume you are a uh, programmer if you're able to set something up like this? No, there is a team. You don't have to be a programmer. I see. I see. You hand you hand it off to an Illuminati. (laughs) Right, Uh, exactly. Yeah. Listen, the uh, sorry, I'm going to ask a question here. I might disappear for a minute and then uh, you can take over there, Rich. But um, well, actually, why don't I yield to Rich? And then I want to talk about the Brave situation specifically just to kind of get that cleared up on what was going on. Right, Brave. Go ahead, Rich. Okay. So I, so you weren't uh, really able to do, well, you weren't a spy master. You were mainly a commander during the uh, destruction of the Drone Region Federation by Skill U, correct? No, uh, actually, so when that happened, I wasn't XAX. You could, I left XAX with my corp. You see the URYE, the Yellow Corp. Or yeah, right here. Yeah, United Republic of Yellow Eagles. Two thousand eighteen. A personal corp, and basically, I left uh, before that happened. Uh, I left when we uh, try was were being naughty or something, and then uh, we had a couple of powwows with them. And we pushed them back into curse, I believe. And when we actually won is when I left. And uh, three months later is when well, they were caught on, on a game when you something. When you left, that's when it started to collapse. You actually killed, you actually killed Triumvirate with, by killing their Keepstar, I believe. Were you involved and, in that? It's funny because I, I helped them anchor it. I formed 300 people to protect that Keepstar. And then... Um, I was pretty inactive in the end, but uh, I knew. I what I did in the end was I held Ethereum Reach, which was one of those uh, buffer zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was it was kind of vital, and um, there was some incidents happening since I did have some kind of a spy information kind of a thing. I had a bunch of intel of uh, Vince trying to do uh, dirty games, and he was being nice to the leader's faces, even though I saw through that and he was trying to do bad things to XX as a whole. Oh, Vince Draken. Oh, interesting. So when Vince and LS were really um, out to get XX and XX didn't see it, I didn't want to, you know, be involved in all of that. That's when I left. And that's when they took over and it was a very convenient time because all the faction forts were converted. So they got a bunch of faction forts, they got a bunch of stuff and reduced XX to uh, a minute entity. So, What did you do during yeah. the time of the uh, Skill U invasion of the Dren Region Federation? Uh, I would mega form. I would basically be like, everybody hands on dick, we're going to fucking... I mean, what were you doing at the time since you weren't in XIX? Oh, you're saying when... DRF was reduced. What was I doing? I was doing nothing. Oh, I, you uh, were away. From, I went to I, I went to real life and I started, you know, 
Because when you play this game, it actually, in case you don't know, it really affects your real life because you people that really play this game tend to spend a lot of time on it. So uh, I stepped away. I did uh, a lot of real life stuff and that was pretty productive in real life. And then I decided to come back. Yeah. But it is interesting to me after you left that that's when XIX really got into trouble. And what was the point of Skill U? How did that how did they come to turn on their masters? Can you explain that a little bit? Skill U were they weren't Triumvirate Triumvirate were the ones that we they weren't we weren't their masters. Skill U and Triumvirate are different entities, just yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Try yeah, were our allies for a certain point. Skill U weren't really our allies; they just wanted to get paid. But they were hired by you as mercenaries. They were hired for a certain time, and then they flipped. And, yeah, they uh, they basically looked around and said, "Hey, we don't have to work for these guys. Let's just take their stuff." And they turned around and started attacking you guys. So Lady Scarlet paid him fifty billion. I don't even know if that's like I said. I have too much information, and sometimes I could just like say something that's not. Um, it's not public. Oh, right. From what I've known, it was it was something about they were originally going to flip on you, but uh, not being paid also made it a convenient excuse and a, a cause for them to do so. Yeah, I mean, if you ever get the logs, you could see me saying, "Okay, did XX actually pay you?" Because I didn't want to be involved with that, right? And they said, "Yes, they have paid us." Uh, we're working for you now, and that's when I started instructing them to do things. So I see. And then two you, days later, oh, we never got the payment. We're flipping on you. So that's oh, that's what really happened. Yeah. I believe you uh, sounds, also worked with uh, paper sounds at like, the time, right? Kind of sounds like snuff, doesn't it? <laughs> um, well, skill use no no more, but I would say they're better than snuff. Snuff is. But snuff that is the the lowest tier you can possibly get, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but that just high. If you guys yeah, knew them, come on. Yeah, but but the point is that they actually took money and then said, "Yeah, we want more." Okay, we're going to attack you anyway. So they just did, and that seems to be the same thing. Skill you did. Snuffed out just like being the bad guys of Eve. I think the uh, official press release it was something about uh, they were meant to be paid, and the person that paid them had a real life incident where they couldn't pay. It's it's a complicated i guess yeah it was i don't know like i said i don't think they're um and what's really convenient is that the diplo switched also they had this girl that made the deal and then all of a sudden wasn't it wasn't the girl diplo it was someone else uh running the show from for, from their end i when that happens you know you always kind of be you're, you're always a little sus about what's happening on, on their end yeah i believe uh there were two other, uh there were a few people involved who i th- is uh, Faffer st- uh, still involved in TIA? Faffer is a director. In, uh, uh, you worked with Faffer, and you also worked with Argus, who is the CEO of Star Frontiers in no, TIA, right? I've never worked with Argus. Argus oh, was never with Argus. one of the initial TIA directors, uh, but when his corp left, he gave up his seat. I, mm. I took over his seat, essentially. Okay, so, so let, let me just make something clear to the audience because you pointed it out and I want to make it clear. Uh, Triumvirate was friendly to you guys, and but you ended up getting into a fight with Triumvirate and you ended up destroying their Keepstar and that really kind of ended Triumvirate for that version of them. They keep coming back to life. Um, well, they're in cloud rain. I hope all the best for them. You know, like uh, they have really good people. Um, uh, what's, what's his name? Garst, right? Garst, Garst. yeah. Yeah, Garst. Garst. Garst is a little, you know, he has a military background, so he likes things a certain way. 
and uh, he, for some reason, thought we were calling him pets, and it wasn't like that. And uh, he made side deals with NCPL, and uh, that's why he lived in Theory Reach for so long with uh, Slice, I think. Right? Is that is that where they were? And then I don't, uh, I don't remember yes. if Slice was there yet, yeah. though. And they might have been. Red Alliance kicked them in the teeth. They went to low, and now they're in Cloud Ring. So they're. Mm. It's nice to have those small, you know alliances that are very well knit uh, their structure is almost our directorship or whatever leadership is yeah. almost impenetrable by people like me which is great for them you know so best of luck to them but yeah right they're... and then so but they're different than um skill U, which skill U, I think was mostly pizza wasn't it it, it was confederation of pizza plus remnants of try so um, oh, okay. a lot of people left try to go to skill you but the leadership was still and their their perception on things it was very different pizza was let's have fun whatever who cares and right. skill you is don't you lose one loki to this fight don't you lose nothing you know <laughs> and it's like we have a hundred super caps but if we lose one let's not feel them you know it was very it was a very different um perception from the top I can mention those people, but it doesn't matter. They're not, no longer playing. I'll mention them. Capcu, right? Capcu is uh, one of their FCs. Capcu was one of them, uh, but he wasn't the main guy. Okay. Barrow. Yeah. Barrow, right. Do you still use the duplicate members logging uh, tool in TIA? Duplicate members? Uh, duplicate member logging. Yeah, you're get, you're getting into techniques. <laughs> so uh, that's one of those questions. Where it would be bound, like it would be a boundary for me to answer, or not to answer. All right, that's fair enough. Let, okay, let's go back though to the story because that's what we want to get. I just wanted to clear that up. The triumvirate was different than Skill U, although now they're kind of related because some triumvirate went over to Skill U. But um, that's who you were dealing with when you went away. That's when, uh, uh, not to say that they uh, collapsed because you went away, but you weren't involved when XIX folded. They were just exhausted, I think, from constant being attacked by the guys they that got they caught. Had. So the big thing was when they were moving to Insmother, they got caught on gate. And it's still like very, like what, what happened there? Why were people, why was there like all these Titans and all these supers just on a gate? Like it was very weird, the whole situation. And that current FC, uh, his whole corp went to, or actually they left the uh, one of the corps, a bunch of them, and formed their own corp in NC afterwards. So that whole thing is there's like was there like you know did the super FC actually you know force that that uh, that whole thing to happen where they lost mm -hmm. a bunch of supers and titans because after you lose supers and titans it's very hard to come back to it if you don't have the proper um, you know, financial predicament or whatever. Is that so the one where they were moving and got caught moving? Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And that's they were caught by happened. Triumvirate and NC Dot was on its way too to help out to. Right. All of Eve came. It, the worst yeah. part of it was when NC lit a sino for snuff. Uh, if you know their history, that was like one of those things. They hate each other. NC and snuff are, are definitely not friends, right? Yeah. And you see NC lighting a sino for snuff to come in and whore or, you know, come in and actually fight XX or whatever it was. Uh, it would explain the whole situation. So, um, I, I wasn't there for it. Uh, I think it was like two, three months where I wasn't even playing anymore. But of course, when that happened, I, I uh, wanted you to You knew know something was up. 
yeah what the hell was going on yeah that right. wasn't it was very weird okay so you come back you come back to test and uh, tell us about like if there's anything to say about that and then of course the situation with setting up the relays of intel and and all that uh so came to test and i saw that like i said they uh, i saw that they were missing vital things for it's not like they didn't have it or maybe they didn't show me or or whatever it was but i saw that there was not enough of it let's just say and Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. There's there's just one more thing that makes sense here now to put this part into it. When XIX was doing a move op, they got caught. They it was a move op, right? So they had their super capitals right. totally destroyed. Most of them were hells, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And no, a lot of them actually came out of there, but uh, okay. a lot. Yeah, they lost. They didn't lose that much, but whatever they lost, like. You know, we wanted to make good reparations. So, like alliances like Synergy of Steel lost, I think, a couple of Titans, and Razor lost a couple of Titans. We wanted to help them, and uh, you know, uh, make their losses right f from our standpoint. So, right. Now, what I wanted to get to is XIX is moving to Insmother, right? Insmother to sit, to sit near Legacy. So Test was basically going to help them. But Tess didn't intervene because they were too far out. I remember they were they taunting. Did. They, they did help out. So, okay. So this, I don't know if this is OPSEC or, or not anymore. It's kind of uh, old, so assume no. <laughs> so so back then, uh, from what, what I understood, and now this is like from obviously, you know, Carr and so forth, because that's who I would talk to. Who else would I found this out from? Yeah. So they basically said, that um legacy were they were ready to commit supers to this fight uh but the situation escalated so high that uh supers wasn't like a smart option but they did they they i mean they they did what they could they dropped as many dreads as they could right to get i think they dropped like 300 400 i don't know a, a crap mm -hmm. load of dreads to help the situation so it's not like they just stood by and watched i would say that's okay. accurate no, I just remember Pro God getting taunted. Like, what? Where are your supers? Why didn't you jump in here? Uh, right. Because because we thought well, I was watching that fight, and I was like, "Is this going to escalate? Are we seeing a, a really big deal here?" Because it, because Test is going to help their new ally with their supers, and you have Triumvirate and C Dot uh, jumping into this. Like, what's going to happen here? We, it was a volatile situation. Right, I agree, and uh, I don't know if that was it was their move to make, so they made it. You know. Um, mm -hmm. If I was there or I wasn't there, I don't think it would have mattered because that whole to be in that predicament is already like mistakes were made kind of a deal, right? Right. So yeah. when when I was actually like in XX and doing all this, I would never let that happen. Let's say yeah. I, I would be like, no, don't let the signer here or what the fuck is this? No, we're gonna go a different way. Right. There was an after action report that pointed out some mistakes were made, uh, but. Uh... But yeah, okay, so that's the reason I bring that up, and this is why I interrupted you, is to show like why a former XIX player is in test. There's a natural alliance there uh, that's, or, you know, friendliness going on. But continue, you're in test and... Uh, um, yeah, so when that happened, I was still, you know, when I was coming back, I was still kind of upset at XIX for, for reasons I mentioned. And... Uh, I, 
in I'm I'm blacklisted in goons. I'm blacklisted in pandemic legions. So why <laughs> there was you, only one place to go. Why are you blacklisted oh, no. in goons? Did we cover that? Uh, well, he was he because of the he, tech. Because of the I didn't give up the moon. Right? Oh, you didn't give up the O tech moon, right? Uh, and why uh, are you? Black- you hold on. Why are you blacklisted in PL? Uh you could ask Pnif and Doom about that. I don't really. Well, know. Pnif, P- Doom's gone, and Pnif is yeah. in Goon Swarm now. Pnif, Pnif wanted to remove my services for some reason, and uh, okay. so yeah. So okay. it's always whenever like you you had some kind of authority before, they're always wary of you. Like, you know, you're this big guy, etc. Why would you ever, you know? like not be in them etc and sometimes you just want variety you know you just want to kind of feel everything out like see see what's going on on the other side and uh, yeah they thought i was probably a spy or something well with your spying did you run into have any run-ins with other spy masters other counterintelligence whether that be i believe in your era that would be digi in goons and uh, in pl that would be graph talkin did you so you're Digital talking about 2013, where I wasn't a spy. 2013 and onwards, yes. Right. Did you onwards have any run-ins with them? Uh, oh. tw- tw- well, 2013, as you left Goons, you said some things occurred with your connection. and uh... Digi was a security person for... Uh, so basically, I'll give you an example. If you want to join the Illuminati, he would do an actual real-life background check on you. For you to get in, I I remember, yeah, somebody who I believe he was a diplomat uh, for Goonswall mentioned that uh, he had to hand over his social security ID and other personal details. So Digi would do a background check on him, and I believe Digi was al- also handled Goonswall intelligence. Did he? Uh, did you have any run-ins with him? Not not intelligence, I don't think. Oh, sorry, not intelligence. No, like I said, he was the security. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Is it okay to say what he did in real life to? to... Or is that, uh, uh, is that let's that? say oh, he's no longer in the game now? Let's just say he okay. had skills that related yeah. to that. Yeah, his real life work, he knew exactly what he was doing. So if you give him information, he'd pull up everything on you. It was pretty funny because I am very careful about like, you know, what I put out there. So my Facebook uh gave a different name. So he started calling me by that fake name because he looked that up on Facebook and then eventually I was like, dude, that's really not my name and I laughed about it. So he didn't <laughs> he didn't appreciate that. Um and he was like, why would this guy have a fake Facebook? Blah, blah, blah. Even more suspicious. People now. like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it wasn't, uh, he was a security guy. He wasn't, there was other people uh, that were, you could call them, you know, black hand or whatever, more than him. He's just the guy that would find, he was internal. He would find the spies. And yeah. obviously, since I was director of 4S um, and had a high role in C and all that things and goons, uh, you know, some some members would be brought up to him and he would be like, well, this guy is probably a spy because he uses VPN. Why would he use a VPN? You know, stuff like that. So, yeah, um, that's, that is an Illuminati, right? That's what I was talking about. Digi earlier. was an Illuminati, right? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. In your terms. Okay. In sure, my, yeah. Sorry. In my terms. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about the, uh, the right. room that so, uh, goons have. And after Goonsworn Federation, did you have any run-ins, I guess, I'm presuming you had spies in PL. This is like a fishing expedition now, huh? So, what, hey, well, yeah, where, well, where, you, where, where are you going? It. Where are you going with all these questions? I'm, I'm trying to get back to Brave, but uh, if you want to well, answer I, that or not, either way, it's up to you. So, in my current situation, uh, to answer your initial question, is that 
uh, when um, I actually took the role of spy director, I did branch out and I, uh, you know, um, started making friends, let's just say. So if I have friends that have uh, PL background and are, you know, spy masters or not, it's for them to say or not say or in Horde or wherever, not like NC actually has. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep punting at NC because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a it's okay. sensitive stuff. I'm guessing hold, you had. Hold on, Rich. You can talk in just a second because I'm gonna. I may have to leave for a minute, but uh, I do want to get to the brave stuff, and then, um, and then maybe we might be able to finish up. But why? Why was Brave paying twelve billion? What was that whole mess about? Let's get. Let's get to that, since that's why you were in the news recently. It's worth every penny, though, right? <laughs> what well, sounds um, like it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's worth every penny. Um, basically, what they're really upset about is that the guy that leaked. We, let's talk. Let's talk about the actual nitty gritty of it, right? The actual the meatball. Um, basically, goons see the high command chat brave. That's the highest chat they have. In case no, everyone was wondering, that was. The high command, right? That was that Braves was... high command. There was very few people in there. I could count on my two hands the people in there, right? So obviously one of them either sold information or is a is a goon spy. So them leaking that shows that they're curious about what's happening. They know uh, that putting that in there would give them uh, like lay the foundation of asking more questions, like what is it? Uh, what can he see? Where is it? Um, you know, and, and try to kind of feel their way in there to kind of figure out wh what is all this about? We don't know about this. Let's find out. And this is how we're going to do it because we have 21 trillion. We have some money to spend, right? And um, that's that's what it is at, at the root of it. Uh, what the 12 billion is, it's it's not 12 billion. First, it's 4 billion a month. So they pay in three month increments. And as I said, right after that happened, I said, listen, guys, you know, it's this is like, this is chump change. This is not, a spy network is a lot more than this 4 billion a month, um, obviously. And this is not a secret. Any actual spy network is, let's say, from 80 to 120 billion uh, mm, a month from a spending. Lot. So this right. is uh, this is not a, you're not um, you're not abusing them. You're that's almost charitable how much you're charging. All right. It's it's basically for them to know that uh, if and when I came to them, I said straight up, I was like, dude, like this four billion or whatever. If it's a problem for you, you, you could have it back. I was very sincere. I, Brave our our BFFs. There's no doubt about it. They do a lot for for us. We do a lot, well. We do enough for them. I don't know, like who. It's just they're our friends, right? There's no, mm -hmm. and I'm not here to like in any way kind of mess that up or anything like that. I it was um, from my standpoint, it was the ability for their FCs to be able to make decisions on their own and either defend or uh, give offense to the enemies that were at their, um, at their doorstep. So, yeah. For those uh, that say that's expensive or making a joke about it, you didn't hear the first part of the show. When we talk about these relays, what they actually are, they're not just pings from the other side. They're much more than that. They're, uh, Intel on every level. 
12, <laughs> sorry, 4 billion for pings on Intel of every level. I take that, you know. I, I take that as an individual. My, oh, just hell yeah. I, I, would take, I would take that as a small gang group, in fact. I've... During my short time in test, I did get to speak with Manny, and he talked about how expensive it is, because with Intel networks, you know, there's a penny for, you have to spend a penny for every ping, a penny for every minute of somebody's time, a penny to compensate the spies, a penny to replace anything they potentially lose, and, you know, a pound to set them up. It's It all costs money, and uh, for four billion for Brave, that's that's chump change. You can Four billion, that's two carriers. Are you actually putting pennies down? I... Oh, yes, yes. I, <laughs> I, I leaned forward to get a handful of coins. Okay. Go ahead, Antonio. Yeah. So you guys are right. Basically, it's, uh, you know, and if you have the high-end spies, you really have to make sure that, first of all, you know, if it's like, let's say, if we have these, you know, expensive spies, um, it's it's a lot of stuff that gets involved. Let's say they're a super character, right? Or they're at the level of being a super character. Like it's our job to kind of push them forward, right? In a way where no one can notice, or let's say they're getting on some really high level directorship, right? It's our job to kind of make sure they get there, or maybe they're part of Black Hand. So we're going to spend money to kill one of our own spies, compensate him later, and then uh, make sure that guy goes through as a, you know, on a higher level, let's say that oh, spy becomes a handler. So we, we would, you know, burn our own guys, pay them for it. And then this guy goes up higher. So there's very like money is a big portion of it. And of course it's gonna, uh, play a vital role and you need, you don't want to go crazy with it. Right. But, uh, you definitely need money for it to work. This is important because uh, we're going to have to do it a different time, but maybe when we can get, uh, is it Maya? What was her name? Mayra? Maya. Uh, this, yeah. Maya. We'll have to get Maya. She's, uh, I think she said she's a French spy. Uh, and money was a big part of her advancement. That uh, I thought that was a very interesting detail in something. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. The, there was uh, something on Reddit here. It's Rocket X. It yep. says, Happy Death Versary, Darkness, and or How I Killed You. So this, this is... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is... Um, it's been one year, exactly one year, since Darkness decided to uh, disband and join in it, per se. And um, during this time, was, it was a very interesting time because uh, Hanzo was also talking to the... Um, that well basically in it and goons and so forth and they all thought that they were uh, that Siberian squad was actually joining uh Han Han Hanzo's a leader of Siberian squad yeah right right so oh, so so um, after after darkness sorry after dead coalition or guardians of the galaxies was breaking up way back then S Siberian squad was thinking of joining right and they were he was basically telling them that Oh yeah, we're going with you, etc. Meantime, he's talking to us and telling us that he's going to a uh, legacy. So stuff like that, which is pretty funny because he just recently, like a week ago, um, flipped back into. So he, he likes to flip, which is okay, which is part of the you know game and um, etc. And uh, a week before that, he's asking me for goon and init pings to to see them so he can I don't know fight the enemy or something like that In the meantime he's you know a week away from joining them which was also weird so did you did you um, give him the pings so goons 
Goons is very different than Init. Init is a Discord based, which is harder to find. Goons are able to do things to find, if they see the relay, to find it almost immediately. So, um, th and that's part of like being the, the spy master, knowing what's what, what, what the intelligence is. I know all those guys that are fighting against me because I was there. I mean, they're still there. It, like, Inominate is a big dude there. Uh, he's the one that would. Basically, I'd be fighting him if I was anyone uh, doing all the little tricks that he does. So, um, yeah. Uh, and it's funny, he's on the CSM, right? He's... Mm -hmm. Right. Um, For a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, basically, he wanted that stuff, which he obviously he didn't get because I had intel on him that uh, he wasn't to be trusted. I oh, see. No and this... <laughs> Uh, this spy, uh, Maya, uh, she, am I correct that she was uh, a spy all along? She wasn't... Um, so I'd like to make this distinction for everybody. There are... When I say spy, there's two different kinds of spies. To me, there is uh, the betrayer, the turncoat, the defector. The These are people right. who... Traitor. These are the people that join the group who originally who are loyal right. to the group, but for whatever reason, they were converted, they right. decided to betray, they decided to backstab so their group. The judge or a knight or all those people, right? Mm. So the person who disbanded Requiem Eternal was not uh, like a true undercover spy. They were a traitor, plain and simple. Traitor. And that's, right. uh, that's a lot less glamorous, in my opinion. The spy I'm talking about, or in this case of Maya, based on what I'm seeing, she was a spy from the beginning. She was undercover from the beginning, and she was always loyal to Test. But she was obviously there to uh, infiltrate and um, play her role. So am I correct that Maya was a well, unique case of a true undercover spy? I would yeah. say you, you never know, because a double or triple kind of yeah. uh, agent is, uh, is, is a thing. It's a possibility. From what I've seen, She's good peoples from from my standpoint. So, I see. Now, how do you recruit spies, or what kind of, what kind of characteristic of a person do you look for when you look for a spy? Well, it depends. Uh, first, is do you have an information network or anything that I can use? If you don't, are you able to get in and get it for me? Right. So, it would be somebody. Let's say, remember when. Um, the the call was made for other goons to come in uh, when Mitani sounded the horn of Gundor. You guys remember that in September? Yes, I remember mm -hmm. that. Right. So basically, mm -hmm. he sent out an email to all the people that stopped playing and said, "We need you now. Come back into the game. Well, we need to kick all these bad guys in the teeth and win." Right. So that was a really good opportunity for me to be like. Oh my god, this is like a welcome back. They stopped recruiting at the time. They did not recruit a single soul. Well, they did, but they didn't, right? Uh, so recruitment was closed. And um, to get more, you always, you're never, it's, if you have 50, 100 spies, it's never enough. You always want more, right? So that was a very good opportunity for us to kind of poke people and be like, I know you don't want them, you don't want to go in, and you hate them, but this is an open ticket. Why don't you help the other side, right? So. Oh, interesting. Calls, and a lot of people were not real goons, and they were helping us. So. so when the Horn of Goondor went off, they got players back, but some of those players actually were spies. Right. Oh, wow, I didn't think of that. 
so it, that's just an example. It's not like this is the only opportunity we uh, recently they started. Right, because during in. during war, normally they close down recruitment, so nobody new can get in. So right. it's hard to test get hasn't, and I usually nuke at least ten people a month just for. Um, it is easy to kind of go, you know, and make a new character and try to get in. But uh, these people you nuke, uh, low-level spies like com spies, fleet spies, and or have you recently caught some quite serious people? Or are you not able to say? Um, so there's a lot of line member people or people that don't. And then there's the black hand spy, the one that actually know what they're doing. They've been prepped. They know all the tricks. And and uh, there are tricks. There are little things that you know they do know they might not know. But every single thing that I would say on how we would catch them or who they were, et cetera, actually undermines us because it prevents us or you know if anybody figures it out, it prevents us from uh, utilizing the same tool because they'll be prepared for it, right? So uh, we catch him, we kick him to the curb uh, almost all the time. Well, the ones that I catch are like 100%, like there's no doubt. Um, there are other people that kind of like, you know, other directors that would narrow down and maybe not be 100, but fairly sure, stuff like that. So it all depends up to the person that makes the decision. But uh, I'd like to think that uh, we're pretty good at what we do. I see, I see. And for everybody, uh, uh, when he talks about you know the average spy and the black hand spy, uh, to me it's like the case of the Requiem Eternal uh, traitor. He wasn't a proper trained spy. He did a smash and grab. He ran off with uh, loot. He ran off with... Well, they didn't just might have flipped a few things, but uh, in the case of your spy, Maya here, she was a true spy, and she, so, you know, she, she destroyed the so coalition. The, Equium, the, the thing that's missing from the stories, and this is one of those things where obviously I have more information than maybe other people. Um, he was paid by goons, right? It wasn't just, um, oh, look at him, oh, he's wow. a hero. It wasn't like that. No, he's no hero. He, I mean, he, he got betrayed. paid. He he got paid for that, right? So they and then they spun it and it was like, yeah, the hero because you know they're so terrible. They pick on him. No, it's because he wanted his asses to be above one trillion, and which they are right now. Congratulations to him. Uh, no, they're not. Uh, they well, on paper they are, but uh, I can tell you through my own hehexd, uh, they're not uh, physically at a trillion or more. Paper, yes. Uh, reality, I don't. I don't think that. Whatever it is, but that, that's that's what it, I mean. Since it's if you're in the know, you know, good for you. But I mean, it's it is what it is, right? So he yeah. did it for the money. Uh, he wasn't gonna stay there anyway. He didn't want to be a bitch, basically. So if he were a properly trained and a real spy, I presume he would have been able to do a lot more damage. Well, like the let's take the brave guy, the brave the HC guy, right, the high command guy. So. For for you to take that, there's three possibilities. Brave went with the really, really bad one, I would say, in my judgment. The one where somebody, one of you was hacked, and that's how they got it. And the reason why they're releasing it is because the hack was patched, right? Um, that's almost never the case. It is almost never the case because for them to actually find the right person to link to and like to get that is... It's minute. It's minute. Um, most of the time, it's either he sold those. I would say, just throwing a figure out for like 20 billion, he would sell those locks for or something like that. And goons would pay it, right? Or he's a hardcore goon spy in Brave High Command. Whichever one of those two options 
are, that is a big, big signal for Brave to make sure that that guy doesn't come through and like actually are is the one that runs that uh, alliance. You talk about greed. Is that a common factor for a lot of uh, people who are spying or betraying? Or are some spies not motivated by pure, well, monetary gain? It depends how they start out. It depends how they play. Let's say this guy is, is in test for five years. He wants to help our alliance by being a spy, right? Or he's in, he was with us for a while. He makes a lot of friends. We need this done, right? That's a different... That motive is is very different than, oh, uh, I'm in Red Alliance right now and I'm going elsewhere. Uh, can you pay me for going elsewhere? You know, that is very different. So it depends on the person. Really, I see. It's not really even spying. I think that's, to Rich's point about a distinction, when you just wake up one day and want to do something, you use the word correctly, Antar. It's a, they're just a traitor. There's no element of spying. Right. Uh, spying right. means usually some sort of decisive long-term objective or short-term objective. And right. a spy will do things not because they want to do it, because they uh, have some direction provided to them. So you would never burn a spy to toss a few... Um, you know, stations over and, and steal some money. It's very, it's very unlikely you would burn a spy for that objective because it doesn't, the use of the, and the, the, the effort going in will not return what you need it to return. And so why would you do that? Right. The, the highest, exam- yep. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. The real life example I would draw is, uh, you have plenty of, in say police, uh, and, uh, well, criminal organizations, there's plenty of people who would flip, they would spy on them, they would snitch on them, those are, you know, traitors, they're snitches, they're, they're backstabbers. And then you have the true spies, which would be the true undercover police officers, and that, uh, I think, the big famous one would be uh, Donny Brasco, or his real name, Joe Pistone. So that would be, like, a comparison to draw it to. Right, and I, I, I think... I agree. Uh, I think the reason that we're going on about this is because, I, in EVE Online, there's, there is a tradition of celebrating the heist, right? Like people that put in thinking effort towards a goal, have the patience to execute it and have delayed gratifications and then execute the plan all at once. And it goes off without a hitch. That is celebrated in EVE Online because that's like a thinking uh, plan. It's much different than just betraying your guys because you got mad. Like that's not celebrated and shouldn't be as far as we're concerned. But I think that's why we make a distinction. It's it's the long game factor, right? That's what I'm into. I'm I'm into this guy being there for a year or two, gaining trust. But meantime, he's doing that all because he wants to help us, right? Not there's no other, you know. There there are a couple of people that are, you know, they see two hundred, three hundred billion in a in a, one of those corp hangers or something like that, and they're inclined to do it, you know. And that's up to them. I'm not gonna be like, no, don't do it, etc. Like whatever you wanna, you know. If you want to grab, smash and grab, and it's worth it for you, that's fine. I leave it up to them. Yeah, it's it's enormously stressful uh, from what I understand. And it, well, you, well out of how many people? You must see uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people pass through corps and alliances over your time now. Out of uh, a certain number of people, how many would you say are capable of being a spy? Well, Eve actually is one of those rare games that... Uh, um, it's kind of like an interesting aspect of it and people find interest in it, right? Not a lot of games you're able to do things like that. So it's increased. Back in the day, like as in when I wasn't a spy, uh, it was a rare thing 
to actually be a spy, right? It's like um, during during the Mitanni days where no one was a spy. So that would be like one in one in five hundred, one in two hundred, or oh no, different. Oh, way, way, way less. Than that. Yeah, Back yeah, then, maybe, it would be yeah. very, very uh, weird, right? Um, also, it depends on where you're at, who you're with, etc. Um, but uh, yeah, now. Like like a hundred of them in the game is what we're talking about. Probably yeah, n now it's like oh. a fun thing to do, right? Now it's like one of those. Uh, oh, there's not enough content here. I'll just make one on the side, even if you're not working for one of the big operations. So, oh, everybody's got a common fleet. A spy. Everybody's got a whole. All right, we're back after. Suspiciously enough, my computer said there was ransomware attack, and it froze everything, and I had to do a complete shutdown that's no that's no ghost story that actually just happened and it's never happened before so super suspicious. well played rich well played rich richman in your pennies <laughs> i, I well didn't do nothing. this is why he's been redirecting and directing all day he's just waiting he's buying time he's waiting for that ip uh data mine hack to come back and he dropped the penny and pushed the button <laughs> he dropped the penny yeah, uh, whoever so that, did that i'm recruiting by the way uh, <laughs> Well, speaking of recruiting, is uh, TIA recruiting? Um, we have enough spies, um, but oh. if you're if you're some high level and want to kind of get on get on level or mess around, sure, yeah. Well, can anybody apply, or are you looking for a certain specific kind of person with certain so, traits, or? So we do drives once in a while, once like a year. We'll, because it takes such a long time to actually raise a spy, you would have to create an account, then be like in high sec for a half a year. And for you to be any kind of a useful, have useful uh, agenda in null, you have to have a background history because anyone can kind of be like, you just started playing a week ago and you know this, like what the hell's going on, right? So yeah, what, you really need that. Rundle, take over. I'll be back in a few minutes. Copy that. What do we call those? Uh, we call it the legend. Everybody's got to have a legend, right? Of how they got involved, well, how they came to be and uh, who they are. Right, and nobody wants like one million SP character because the chances are you're going to do more harm than good, right? So why would you be useful in any way than be a spy? So you're looking at building a history, actually someone playing for like a half a year to a year for him to actually like I said, be in any kind of use. So from that standpoint, um, you know, you have to kind of prepare yourself to be in it, as in like have characters in NPC corps or like just basically high sec alts that can become spies. Then you have a kind of leg in and then you can, you know, venture into Karma Fleet from high sec or something like that and have some use. Now this uh, case with uh, May, uh, Maya, why was she so successful where well, other spies. She's, in, she's a girl, for obvious things. <laughs> she has a French accent, okay? Like, oh. She was one of the six people that was there um, at the decision making of what happens to GOTG. That it just shows you how high it was. It was Sort, yeah. it was the IT guy, the main IT guy, as Matterall would say, the Illuminati guy. And. Um, Maya and like uh, one head FC and like two others. I mean, you could count it on your, you know, like five, six people is is very little for that kind of a decision. She was there. 
That's uh, that's actually why I wanted to uh, talk to her, and I've also been contacting the main IT guy. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but uh, the main IT guy for Darkness and GOTG yes. is uh, a director yes. of a small gang group that I was part of. <laughs> he, and so, he was actually in Test also, right? The main IT of Darkness. I'm that's not at liberty to say. I uh, have no I mean, idea. I, I, I would know that, wouldn't I, right? Well, of course you might. Uh, was he active at the time of her infiltration? I believe she was. He, sorry, he was. The two of them. So, the guy that we're... I'm not even going to mention his name because uh, he's... Uh, obviously, I approached him. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I approached him and I said, hey, Darkness is going to die anyway. Why don't you just, you know, do me the honor of, like, putting the knife in the back? Because, I mean, Sword had to, like... I'm sorry, it just sounds wrong, but... Uh, the things that Sword was saying, especially on the meta show, like, yeah, I am the best, you know, time zone tanker in the game and all this crap. Like, it was, like, he just had to go. So I did approach him and I said, you know, you want to help us out? And he uh, declined because uh, he, he's just one of those people. And I respected him for it. Hmm. So so how involved in the, in the meta game do you feel, like, percentage-wise? Do you really need to be deep in or... Is it really about the gameplay and understanding, you know, kind of who the players are, and that's the level of meta you need? That's a difficult question. I, I would say nobody would go through all the things that I'm going through unless they've been like they suffered some kind of a like a hit, you know. And uh, I would say goons did a number on me, so I'm just kind of doing this. Um, I don't think like a normal person would go and do all the things that I'm doing if they didn't go through the backstabbing and them trying to DDoS me or trying to kill my Titan after being a loyal good member to them over some stupid tech moon that they gave to to FCON, right? Uh, that's a... Right. What a trade. Yeah, I, think, I think the metagame really uh, is the... is If it's not the Illuminati, it's the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the, uh, it's the unknown ghost in the machine, right? That really yeah. drives so much of EVE. That frankly, uh, most people either discount or just kind of scoff at. Uh, and for me, it's one of the most fascinating elements of, of Eve. And so, uh, it's an interesting point. That's exactly what I call them: the ghost in the machine. That's, really? Yeah. How yeah, is that? Yeah. You, you know, this could be compared to any war in history. Like I like to look at it from like per perceptions of, um, of what happened in World War II, right? Like when. Um, America went into war. It was because of Pearl Harbor, because of the. It was a real surprise attack, even though they saw it on radar and they they knew something was coming. It was a real surprise attack. They just came there and just destroyed a crap load of our uh, ships, right? And then the second one is the the curious one because that's when we actually had our spy network and we had all the things going for us. And uh, there's a there's a very interesting story there where uh, the battle actually happened in. Uh, Midway, the island of Midway, is between Hawaii and Japan, and it was like a refuel station. And um, our guys, the um, Americans or whatever, they decoded a message saying, "We are about to attack AF," and uh, they sent it to uh, to I think Eisenhower or some the main general. And uh, he he was like, "Can we make sure AF is Midway? How do we know that?" And so they sent another message saying. Uh, uh, basically, there's no water. The water's running out in Midway, and then you see 
another transcription go through, AF is almost out of water, right? And that's how they knew. And that's why they put in all our carriers, all our forces, everything was behind and waiting when uh, Japan attacked Midway. And that's how we were able to break them. So spy, spy stuff. It, it's everywhere. Now, you speak of real life spy masters. Is there any real life spy masters that you are particularly inspired by or you particularly like? Well, the story of you know that that big movie hit with Enigma, right? That was a a thing. I think everybody kind of appreciated that, where you kind of understand the level of it, uh, where you know the intel, but you can't tell that intel to anyone because it will hurt you in the future. So, in so you are actually in control of what goes through and what doesn't. That that's huge because. You know what you what if you have that Illuminati spy or that black hand spy and you're not using him because in the long run it'll actually help you. I see. Uh, is there any like real life uh, spy figures you particularly like, like individuals? It's mm, a good question. I, I don't admire, um, like I I think I mentioned before, it was out of necessity that I started doing this, not oh. more that I. Uh, but I like I, I kind of feel like this has to be um, done for our coalition to to be useful in these kinds of whatever we're doing right now so well, i don't i don't have an admiration for for like i wouldn't admire i wouldn't follow anyone in particular uh, i see uh i well, i can again t- tell you uh, one figure that i found quite fascinating and that would be mm-hmm. uh iric milky milka Eric Kamilke, uh, that would be the uh, person who led the Stasi, uh, the East German spy agency, as well as... Uh, uh, during World War Two. No, during the Cold War. Oh, East okay. Germany, yes. And uh, along with uh, Marcus Wolf, who was also one of the heads for their far- uh, foreign intelligence group. And what did they do? Oh, uh, Marcus Wolf was uh, headed the... Foreign intelligence and uh, Stasi was uh, Ministry of State Security. They were actually a lot worse than the Gestapo. They they had spies everywhere. They, they, apparently, they got as many as uh, one in ten East Germans were working with the Stasi. Yeah, the number I'd read was one in seven. One in sorry, one in seven. My God, yeah, that's quite so. That's the extent. Prolific for sure. So uh, this uh, so back onto the uh, darkness spy. Uh, she well, you said <laughs> excuse the sexism, but you said she was successful because she was female. But also no, that's that was no, a joke. Oh, that was she, a joke. Okay. Obviously, they help, but that she's very mm. skillful. So so that was not uh... well. She she also spoke uh, French, right? She was a she mentioned that she was a translator and she was she able to get five dark... languages. Yes, five languages. Wow. So uh, I presume that would certainly help if you wanted to be a spy, you know, speak right. multiple languages. In this story, it said it that she was, uh, for her CEO, she was a translator and she was helping him. That's why she, like, immediately saw a lot of OPSEC stuff. Yeah, and, and then she, leg up, it yeah. says, yeah, she, it says here she became a, a director of the corp as a result. Right. Yeah, uh, so it's often a, real, a mix of real life skills, human skills and gaming skills and, uh, you know, interpersonal skills that makes a, an excellent spy, right? Um, yeah, you know, well, one-dimensional, you one-dimensional to, people are not usually useful in this situation. You have to enjoy it. Also, you have to kind of—it's um, the the fact that you know that there's no one else in this position, there's no one else able to get better intel than you, and you're effectively, 
you know, helping us stage in the proper system, uh, helping us to have the right numbers to counter the fleets that we should be countering and ignoring objectives that aren't important, stuff like that, because we see it from their end, right? So then here's another here's another question. Let's let's kind of bring the you know the one of the biggest topics right now in the game is uh, war, right? Obviously. So how does war play a, a role in this? Is it uh, is it easier to recruit during war? I mean, legit spies, not the traitors. Um, you know, is is are spies more useful during the war, or spies more useful during peacetime? I mean, it could interweave a couple ways. So you got to give us some thoughts on that. Well, it it, it basically. There's a lot to it. Um, when it's peacetime, I wouldn't justify myself taking like ludicrous amounts of money for uh, an agenda or something like that, right? Uh, during war, it's different because taking that money, just like goons are doing right now, they're paying off several um, several entities or whatever to to help with whatever they have an agenda for, right? So w- during war. You know, you have to basically, it's kill or be killed in these kinds of things, right? If if we leave them alone, they're not going to stop. They're going to go and, you know, keep shooting us, right? So we have to keep the pressure on them in order to do it effectively. Obviously, we have to see where their weakness, weaknesses are, um, what to shoot, what not to shoot, uh, what's important, like Siberian uh, Squad staging in Aquarius, where are they staging, what are they doing, when are they forming, are they going to stay there, are they moving elsewhere, and react to that, right? Stuff like that. Um, everything plays a vital role when you can see it unfiltered through their eyes. So if you don't have that, you're literally just shooting blindfolded, uh, in this meta anyway. And if they have it, they're, you know, they have a huge advantage. So uh, when ISK comes to play in these kinds of, or like the spies, uh, the more the merrier. I can take on like 100 goon spies, and I'll be fine with that. Oh, that sounds quite a challenge. With uh, these spies, was uh, do they decide when to retire, or do you sometimes have to make the decision and say, uh, you've done enough, or you've gone too far, we need to retire you, or it's time to uh, finish it up? Oh, okay. Um... It depends. It depends. Like, um, if the guy is like high end, right? Let's say he's one of the finance guys in Goon, right? Like, we see all the money going, where they're going, et cetera. And they're talking about how they want to, yeah. right? Obviously, we would never have a spy in something like that. So, um, we basically have to, and he says, hey, you know what? Like, I got to go for like a week or two and da da da. And I'd be like, listen, it's kind of crucial. Would you mind if. Uh, I, uh, you know, kept eyes on their channel, their Jabber channel or wherever they discuss it, right? And um, stuff like that. So it would be like a conversation. And if he can help, that's great. If he's going somewhere and he's not a top vital role, you know, that also plays a role. Like if you're tired of doing it, you know, I'm not going to. I mean, other people might, but um, I, I would say, you know, like real life is important. Do what you need to do. If you can come back, great. If you can't, that's fine. I think uh, he means in terms of like burn rate, like burning. You know, like burning a spy. Like okay, you're you're end of the rope. Uh, steal, you know, or flip a station, or you know, wrap it up, retire your character, and move on to something else. Like it so. rarely it rarely happens when you're really, you know you're making a difference and you're you're doing important work. It rarely happens on the, like, 
you know, the height of the moment. So usually what they would do is we would win the war or lose the war, whatever it is. And then, you know, people would go AWOL for a bit, which is fine because, you know, this war has been going on for a while and people need rest, right? Yeah, there's no better spy than an old spy, frankly, right? I mean, this, you can recycle uh, them and they can move on into some other role and spy somewhere else, right? That does happen often, yes. Maya, was she, did she make the decision to leave or was this uh, something that... Um... Or did you was it was it possible to keep her in darkness when wherever darkness went? Or did you feel that was no longer prudent? Or did she feel like she did enough and wanted to retire? Uh, that would be a great question for her. Um, but oh, well, I'll have to wait for her then. Yeah, um, I would say she did take a break for a while. She wasn't active. We killed GOTG, and that's what happened. As I said it before, um, she was inactive, right? Um, we called, I mean, everybody knows those terms, but she became a sleeper, and uh, if, if you're active, you're active, etc. So you, you have a bunch of sleeper agents that don't do anything, act like a goon, etc., until we wake them up, right? We just snap our fingers, boom, you got to do this and this and this. Those are different type of agents also. So um, this way you don't get caught, you don't do anything, you don't, you know, there's no like, oh my God, these guys got this intel so there's got to be a spy here right this way you know person's a sleeper that means that we would never get the intel anyway so um in those terms she was inactive and um if we wanted to let her stay there that would have been good but uh i i'd like i'd kind of prefer if she answered that question uh when she that's be on. understandable uh now how rewarded are these spies uh of course, I already know, but um, how, how much reward do spies generally retire with or leave with once they uh, have done a good career? Well, I can speak from personal experience on this. I don't want to talk for others, but um, I, I do have some of my own. And uh, what happens is eventually either you do get burned or uh, you... Know, you have better things to do you, you just you, you've killed an alliance or something like that or um you don't want to move on you you're done with this character and the sp in that character you could just extract it and use that as a compensation right because we're not going to be like okay give us that character that's silly and plus i think violation of ah uh, i see did you get any at ships out of your spying career um Okay, somebody asked, <laughs> how did you... Um, I do have an AT ship, but it wasn't because of spying. It was okay. for XX. I have a uh, uh, Thanks to uh, Dark Lord Runner for hosting the stream. Oh, spying rewards. Sorry, I'm tr uh, trying to gather my thoughts now. You're... I... Uh, oh, how... Uh, is it... Uh... Well, how stressful has been has spying been for, say, you and uh, any of your spies? Because, well, you're operating against the enemy for quite a uh, long time. You have to uphold your own facade. But also, it's a thankless job. I presume most spies don't expect to be given a big thanks. Uh, I'm, I believe quite a, a good number of spies in EVE have uh, probably retired without anybody having any idea of what they've done for their alliances. Unless you're a TA director and knows all of them. 
I'm just well, of course. <laughs> Unless, but uh, you know, your handler yeah. and your director would love you for to bits. But you know, the average guy, they they, they don't know anything of what you've done. There, it's a team, right? It's like yeah. it really is a team. And doing it yourself, I would, you know, jump off a cliff or something. It's it's there's a lot of work involved, and uh, luckily. TAA is an organization. It's not just me. There are three directors. There are a bunch of officers. There's a CI team. So those are people that are internally looking after each corp. And um, those people from the corp report to the higher up CIs. And uh, it all kind of uh, comes together. And something does um, require someone like me to look at it i look at it but uh usually you know there's other people to help so luckily there are a lot of awesome people and yes they definitely don't get enough credit i i, I mean we're actually going to do a thing to uh, thank them and it, it sucks because they should stay anonymous because it makes their job a little bit easier but they do deserve the recognition so there is that you're totally correct there's that uh, I believe the CIA, that you, the, the very stars on their wall that honors all of their spies have not a name on them because, well, well a lot of them must re remain secret even exactly. after they die. And this is just CI. And uh, spies are even like, spies know the deal. Like, um, no, um, can't even, you... can't even, like, it sucks. It sucks. But yeah. Um, I presume you give, uh, well, you offer them a lot of support, uh, well, throughout the entire process. Yeah, I mean, most of the ones, like there's, you know, you basically have to have a rapport with them. You have to know them. I mean, all the people that I deal with, they're like my friends. I can't, I don't look at it like you work for me or whatever. They're literally, without their work, we would be like in deep trouble. So they know it and uh, they help. And we're obviously very thankful. Have you ever had concerns where a spy might turn into an enemy or a spy is benefiting the enemy more than you? Sure, of course, of course. Especially, let's say, we're doing something and then we catch people and then we know goons are able to catch these people and then we're caught them the same way and we know that goons are able to catch them and these guys, they didn't touch. Why didn't they touch these guys? Like, they had the tools to find them. We know they had the tools, so why are they not killing this guy he's our guy but they could have outed him but they didn't they outed the other guy but they didn't out him so that's they very weird right exactly so i'm just i'm not saying they are or they aren't but that happens a lot so without discussing like the actual things it does happen a lot um you know you try to give the people benefit of the doubt you never know what's in a person's head you don't know what their actual motives are there are people that i do trust there are people that i don't there are people that i use for intel and there are people that are um that i i know for a fact they wouldn't do anything bad to to our lines so it's a hmm. it's a judgment now uh, now i presume you have spies but you also have a number of people who are willing to or are disgruntled and are willing to betray right or you can't comment uh, sure, uh, I, I can comment on one guy. Uh, so there's there's a lot of stories. This is a long war. So there's a lot of stories. And uh, this guy helped us buy out like 20 supers uh, before he came to our side. He was, a, he was in, I think, Ascendance. And he was a great guy. Um, and he just 
didn't want to be a goon anymore. And um, before moving him over, he spied for us for like two months. And it was, he had a super character. He basically did a play-by-play on what the supers and the titans were doing, which was super helpful. And uh, he paid his toll, basically, to flip, right? It wasn't just, oh, you want to be in test now since you were going, no. Like, he worked for it, right? And then when he actually flipped, he uh, bought 20 supers or something like that, and they were very cheap at the time. It was when right before they went up in value. So uh, it was like 12 billion super hulls, and everybody knows they're like twice the price right now. So he bought a bunch of us. A bunch of them, then jump them into T5Z from 1DQ. So we didn't have to pay asset safety and none of that. And um, I think it was a few Titans. I'm not sure how many. But I remember a 60-bill Avatar and a bunch of others. And um, yeah, he bought all the stuff. He came over with his Wyvern and some other stuff. And um, we took him in. So... Uh, that's a good example of someone that had to work for uh, to come to us and prove his prove his demerit or whatever. Now you don't have to tell me the truth. You could be lying. Uh, you could lie complete lie about it. But uh, how many spies to say traitors do you, you usually have or do you have? Okay, so traitors or spies or what is that? Well, uh, how many people like sleeper agents, true undercover spies do you have to the ratio of uh, people who are just disgruntled and betrayed? Okay, spies to traitors ratio. So it depends on each, you know, on, on what we stand for and stuff like that. We're, I mean, you know, goons do a lot of spin and do a lot of media stuff because. They have to do it. They have to keep their morale up, and they have to spin the story every time. And we don't have to do much of that because, I mean, you know, we are what we are. There's no, there's no real need of, of hiding or, you know, oh my God, we killed 20 billion to R15, yay, like they do with the BRs every single day. And uh, oh my God, they're they're gonna jump out of M2 right now. Everybody log in. No, we're not. Uh, so. Um, they do that a lot to keep the hype, to keep the morale. We don't. So in that regard, I prefer the spies, and that's what we have. Most of our people are sleepers or actual spies and not what you would call traitors, what I would call defectors at, at this right, stage. Yeah. All right, I'm well, back. Did we? And how, well, how do we do? Uh, where, where are people we? who do wish to sell a bit of info, just keep in mind, once you begin, you're in. Because as soon as you sell just one piece of information, they can use that against you, and then get, they can get more. So if I you suddenly want to pull out... For the record, but yes, others would. Others would be like, you already gave me information, you want to be added as a spy? Of course, people can do that. But like I said, we're the good guys. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. But, um, run, run we muddled where'd our we, way. Where'd yeah, we, we muddled our way through some stories. We just kept on the spy topic. I wasn't sure if you wanted to comment no, on good. the... The RC stuff or anything. No, that's good. We can revisit this topic. Do you guys like this topic in chat? Let us know. Uh, we can do uh, some of this stuff. It is some of the deeper layers of EVE Online, some of the more mysterious and interesting parts, but also the most secretive. So we don't get usually a glimpse of uh, the tools of the trade or the patterns or the behavior or any of that stuff, but I'm glad you guys like that. Antar, it was really nice of you to, to talk with us. My pleasure. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll 
uh, we'll end it here. And we'll, can we have you back, Antar, at some point? Sure. I hope maybe after the war I can actually like do the same thing that we did with GOTG and uh, spill some beans on some interesting uh, things that we've done. And I'd love to uh, be able to interview you and uh, well have a chat with you and Maya. If I think I think Rich wants to work for you. <laughs> oh, he's like well, uh, we, are, we, are already recruiting, we are recruiting. If you're if you're sort of like a high end, you know. So uh, let me check. Rich, are you in Pappycoms? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I already yeah. ruined it for Rich. Rich got kicked from two alliances already for being caught. <laughs> hey, I, I I didn't spy for anything. He's he's just trying to pick up his. He's trying to get to the A game because his B game failed. So he, yeah, yeah, exactly. He tanked. <laughs> You're a nice enough guy. We'll we'll figure something out for you. <laughs> All right, Rich. You, yeah, you got another in, Rich. You got another in. See how I'm helping you here. You can you can talk uh, after the uh, after the show sure. in private. All right. Well, thanks very much. Uh, really nice to have you on, Antar Logan uh, from All Test, right. and uh, Rundle. Thanks for helping out, and Rich, of course. Cool. Thanks for helping out as well. Thank you guys for sticking around. We will see you next time on Talking in Stations.